so like you fancy yourself as a musician, right? Yeah. How come we don't have a, like an intro song? What's with this cold <laughs> open that we have to do? Uh, we can have some 100% royalty-free original music, and we don't for some reason. Uh, see, that that's where I am not a – when the pressure's on to create something like that. I mean, in fact, you know, do you remember – I mean, obviously you remember this, but when you um, made Stalking Turkleton, remember that? <laughs> I do. And, and I, I did some – uh, guitar stuff for it. Yeah, it was great. And it was, it and it was fun. It was a good thing, but it was so hard to try to create a specific sound. Um, cause usually when I, I, I wouldn't know, I don't know that I'd class myself as like a real musician. It's usually I'll just kind of fiddle around on the guitar and then find something I like and go with it from there. Um, well, I'm not talking so I don't, about I don't, a song. I'm just talking about like 15 seconds, a riff. <laughs> I can probably whip a riff out, but even then, because <laughs> then you got to make all these decisions. Like, okay, what, you know, what do I want it to sound like? What, what, what vibe am I going for? Yeah. Some and I sometimes that was what would make it that fun. stuff. Yeah, yeah, probably. It's funny that you mentioned stalking Turkleton. I have actually uh-huh. in my hand right now. It's been sitting here. Uh, a DVD, the, the, as far as I know, the only remaining DVD of three <laughs> short films by Mark Hammerschmidt. Uh-huh. And Stalking Turkleton's on it. And uh, one I did called Sitting Duck. Uh-huh. And then I'm one called that. Jack and Cat. Jack and Cat's actually on YouTube. You could go to YouTube and, and search for Jack and Cat, and you can see that short film. Stalking Turkleton is on this DVD, and I want to get it online uh-huh. so bad, but. When I put the DVD in my computer, it is recognized as a bad DVD. Like I think you can oh, play no. it in an old DVD player. Yeah. But which I don't have. <laughs> but uh-huh. the, right. the computer will not recognize it. So I've got Stalking Turkleton. It's like a 30-minute short film that I did in the summer of 2001. Mm-hmm. I don't have any idea how to get it off that DVD and into the world again. And that's that's the only copy you have that I know of. Yeah, I'm sure that there are people who were like in it that I've given copies to and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I have all the original files, but they're like on a hard drive that have right. like a firewire, like old old technology, yeah. you know, that I don't like. It's not even compatible anymore. Yeah, that's uh, you got to you got to get that you know, on electronic version somehow. Yeah, I mean it's not that great, but uh, I, I have a famous line in that one. <laughs> you do. <laughs> That was fun. Yeah, it was fun. So, so what's uh what's been new with you? Oh man, it's just you know it's that time of year where it's cold. Uh-huh. Here here in SoCal it's rainy and everyone gets yeah. all pissy. <laughs> the happy vibes of Southern <laughs> California dissipate for about a I'm month gone. while we deal with rain, mm-hmm. which we desperately mm-hmm. need. And everyone always says it. Oh, we really need it so bad. But man, I hate it. Yeah, you know we pay a lot of money for the sunshine to live out here in the sunshine, and that's right. When it rains, you just feel like you're just not getting your money's worth. Yeah, that makes sense. But actually, you know, after the rain, it's so green. It's like so beautiful right now. Yeah. How how warm is it in that rain? Um, it's like fifties. Okay. We had okay. some nights. We had hail one day, and we had some place, places around here got snow, or it got down into the 30s, over, like the overnight lows. We mm-hmm. got down below freezing. 
But yeah. Just like three days, three nights. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm yeah. still sitting here in short. It's like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what I'd give. It's been, uh, it's been cold right now for the last months on end. Uh, but it's right around the corner, man. It's right. It's, it's almost here. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming. You got to have these dark, cold winter hibernation days or, you or months. That's how you, it's almost like taking, it's like having a nap for the rest of the year. Yeah. And well, and like for, for me, the last, you know, the last two months have been, it's the really busy time of the year because there's a lot of evening stuff going on. And so it's just felt like work, work, work cold 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 and so it's uh i am just i am ready i'm ready for spring break i'm ready for some warm weather i'm ready for uh playoff basketball i'm ready for all of it <laughs> i forgot about playoff basketball <laughs> oh yeah i used to love it but i don't uh, live in a basketball town anymore so I, yeah, it's that's not the a, thing. it's an afterthought around here basketball is a big deal especially lately with the team being in the playoffs it's it's the best time of the year man it's just great that's awesome so, yeah. Coming into We're almost there. Maybe you'll have mm-hmm. to get involved. Yeah. So, yeah, for real. So I uh I don't know how deeply I want to get into this, but I texted yeah. you, I don't know if it was a, it was like a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. And just said, How come be ready to talk about this? Oh yeah. <laughs> and I've I've just okay, so I did this I do this other podcast called Open Lines. Uh-huh. And I talked to this guy a couple, well, about a month ago, maybe a little bit more. And he's yeah. a, a a flat earther. Right. And I, was, I found it interesting, so I started looking into some things. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I wish I could say that I was a flat earther, but I can't. Right. Like, I wanted to be. I wanted to buy into uh-huh. that. I was like, oh, hey, man, some of this stuff makes sense. But, like, when you go out and look, like, everyone that's a flat earther is so excited about it. And they're like, there's, uh-huh. there's not a science. You can't prove it wrong. It's like their science is so overwhelming. And when I go out looking for the science, I can't find any. And uh-huh. in fact, when I see the science against it, I see the flat earth people rejecting the science against flat earth without uh-huh. any, like, you know, alternative. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, oh, I don't yeah. believe it. And it's like, well, what do you believe? Like, I want to know so bad. But there are some things that bug me. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and, it's like, and it's like, why has there never been a like a, a, a plane that has traveled around the globe from north to south? It's only been east to west. Well. Or west to east, you know, that way. Like, there's no, yeah. no one's ever gone a, yeah. around the poles. And so that's like like that kind of stuff is like well what the heck is the deal here? Mm-hmm. Well, you know I don't. Well, when you're saying circumnavigate, I was thinking by ship. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't thinking much by plane. And so I think by ship it's kind of that would be kind of obvious in the sense that you have these frozen well, you caps. You yeah. know what I mean? But but if, if you um, look it up, a plane has never flown around the world north to south yeah yeah i don't know man i mean i don't i don't know other than to say may um just because it hasn't doesn't mean i think it couldn't does that make sense you know what i mean yeah 
Um, I'm not trying to stump you, and I don't actually didn't expect yeah. you to have an answer. I just, it's just it's just it's just that one thing that's I've been never bothering me. Yeah. And while looking yeah. into it, and like they like all the flatter stuff I've looked into never addresses it either. It's just kind of a thought I had on my own, and it's like, has anybody ever gone around? Because the ice caps are what they say is like this wall that you can't go uh-huh. past. Mm-hmm. And 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 when you see the way they have the Earth laid out. I get it in that way, but I still don't understand. Is this thing floating in space? Is it sitting on a on the ground? You know what I mean? You, you're saying in flat Earth, like yeah, yeah, in flat Earth. Kind of yeah. So, I, like, like that's the part that I can believe about the flat Earth is because like everybody just hits that ice wall. Like, they, you you just can't do it. It's like the Truman Show. Yeah. You hit the edge. Yeah. But you know that. So it's. it's kind of interesting when you're saying kind of looking at the flatter stuff like like where do you get the i mean is it do they have like uh is there like a a website <laughs> i mean like is there like a, a main source of information like where does the information go you well you have from? to just kind of start at youtube uh-huh. and most of all of it's unwatchable like <laughs> like is it? it's just kind of like when you see the people then there's actually a show on netflix right now about it mm-hmm. and off the top of my head i can't remember what it's called and i was watching that going all right let's get into this and it's not even about like they don't even talk about flat earth theory it's mostly about mm-hmm. the people in the movement yeah and you yeah. see these people in the movement and they're just all and that's where it's it's like Come on, man! Give me something. <laughs> Give me something right. scientific to believe in, because right. I want to believe well, in the that, conspiracy. And that's where, that's where I think that you know the peer review process. Um, to me, that's where I think it's really valuable. In fact, I had an experience when, when I was in college, I wrote a, you know, I, I was a history major, and my my final year my final capstone courses i had to write a a history thesis and so i was like you know it's all primary sources and all this junk or or at least a new analysis of old sources and so i did this story about this uranium mining company here locally who came and swindled some people and so on and um and i gathered i interviewed people from around um who had experience with it and i um spent a lot of time whole semester really constructing this thing and it was um, it's like a 20 page, um, thesis, right. Of, of, about what happened. And it's something that there's not a lot of writing in, in Utah in Utah historical writing. There's n- nothing really about it. And so it's the only thing out there. And so my, my professor who had worked with me on it, um, he used to be an editor for this, uh, historically, this scholarly journal, the Utah historical quarterly. Right. And he's, and as I was working on it, he's like, you know what, you should really, um, you should submit this to a historical journal to the Utah quarterly. And so I did, and it came back with a, what do they call it? It's like, um, like a revise and resubmit kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I, re- I remember, um, and at the time, you know, I'm like 22 or so. And at the time I, rem- and you have the, the peers that, the, um, professors and different people who are reviewing your work and their job is to just beat the shit out of what you've done. Right. And to poke holes in it. And they poke the holes in all these different things. And I remember just like being feeling so defeated, like, Oh my gosh, I spent all this time. And 
and uh, just kind of put it up on the shelf. I, in fact, I still have it in the shelf in this room I'm in right now. Um, and I just kind of put it away. And it wasn't until later that I realized that, no, that's actually, I mean, to get a revise and resubmit, that's a, that's, that's a pretty decent, um, that means they're interested in your story. You just need to, to wrap up some of these things that are, they, they can't say is scholarly unless you take care of these issues. Right. right? You've got to revise and resubmit rather than a reject. Yeah, exactly. And, and so, you know, later I realized, damn, that was, that wasn't bad. And, and I have always intended to go back to it, but it was 15 years ago. And I, it's just one of those things that I, I, I don't have the time for and just won't, but it would be cool to be published in this historical journal. Right. But the reason I bring that up is like actually having gone through the peer review process, I, I think it's a really, really valuable model because it forces you to address um, like obvious gaps. And so I'm, I was just curious if I bring that up because I'm just curious, like, do you find kind of like peer reviewed stuff in that um, field? I, I'm guessing there's not a ton, but that's just me, you know, speculating. You mean in the flat earth field? Yeah, in the flat earth field. Oh, I doubt it. I don't know. Like, yeah. I'm not a scholar. I have, I, I've just poked my head in. You know, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, I, if there were, I, if there was, I would like to be directed to it because like, that's exactly the kind of thing I can't find. Right. Um, all I can find is, I'm, I can't even, I can't figure out what any of it is. Like, I can't, mm-hmm. like, they're happy to show you their little models, but like, there's uh-huh. like, that's about it. And it's like, it's, yeah. it's not, nothing deeper than just talk. than the conspiracy kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Well, I, you know, and I, you know, I, cause you had that guy on a little while ago, didn't you? I mean, it's, it's been, it's been probably, it was probably January, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I remember I had it on while I was, um, doing something. And so I was catching a portion of it and I, and and I'm not trying to be critical of, of the, of the, of the theory and all that stuff, but one of the, I'm trying to remember correctly and maybe I'm thinking of something else, but I, I thought there was something brought up of like, um, scientists coming together to try to, did he mention something about like scientists coming together? Was it for grants or was that, am I thinking of something totally different? No, that's it. Like, that, like, well, what they're saying is, it's like what, what he was, and, and now that, I, that you're saying that I remember what he was saying was, um, that you don't get those kind of peer studies, you don't get that kind of scientific research because the costs are so expensive, and the, really the only way that most scientific things get undertaken, I guess, is with mm-hmm. big government grants. And if you yeah. can't get the gov- big government grant, you just don't have enough, you don't have funding yeah. to actually do the scientific scientific research. Yeah. And, and I, when I, when I hear those things, it's, it's a leap that's a little too hard, too far for me to make in terms of, of kind of a, uh, you know, all these independent groups around the world, um, kind of getting together to, to stop a message from getting out. I, it's just, it's, it's a little too far for me, but if I remember correctly, I'm trying to remember, I, you know, it's been, it's been a couple months since I um, heard it, but, and again, I'm not that's trying that, to, that's the part I actually you know, talk shit or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, flat earth. I don't know about that, but I do believe there's something inspiring to stop you. Yeah, <laughs> the powers yeah. that be. Yeah, see, and that's that's one of those areas I just I just can't that I can't but go. I was, but I was, I, I'm I'm the same. Like even talking to him, it's like okay, yeah, whatever. But I did want to look into it a little bit more, and 
And uh-huh. looking to it more, I don't know about Flat Earth, but I did find there are some things that other things that pop up that are maybe even not related that it just kind of maybe thinking about, like actually putting myself in a place to believe it. All right, I'm going to look into yeah. this and I'm going to be open to believing it. I kind of yeah. came up, came across some other things, you know, like, like you can tell I've been uh, hermiting because <laughs> these are things you don't really talk about with. Like these are things that wouldn't come to mind had I been out in the world more. Yeah, yeah. I've been thinking about the moon mm-hmm. <laughs> and why mm-hmm. we haven't been to the moon in so long, and how it's so close, and there should be all kind. If research is going, like we're sending things to Mars to do research, yet nothing's been done on the moon that's right there. And like I can't believe that in this day and age, there's not a real-time webcam attached to the American flag sitting on the moon where anytime you wanted to, you could go look at a live shot from the moon on the American flag. Like, wouldn't that be so like, I can't believe in this day and age, like that just hasn't happened. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's a good point. And so that mm-hmm. makes me think maybe it's because there's not an American flag on the moon. Maybe we actually haven't made it. Maybe there's a space membrane that people really can't cross. Yeah. I mean, I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know what I would do with the information had it. Yeah. <laughs> I've just been thinking. I've just been trying to think differently lately. Yeah. Well, I think that's a valuable exercise in, in challenging the status quo. And, you know, I think that's always no harm in it. I'm just, there's not any specific conspiracy I buy into. There's just certain things that are like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, what about why, that? Why haven't we been to the moon in that many in, since the '60s? Right. Well, I didn't, you know, to be honest, 100 percent honest, I didn't realize that we hadn't since then. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe ashamed to say that I didn't realize. It's been but... many moons. <laughs> <laughs> it sure. We has. haven't been to the moon in my lifetime. Huh. Hmm. That is peculiar. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. So, I don't know where I was going with that, but that's just where those are just the things that have been sitting in in my. See, this is what happens when you're too busy for me, Doug. <laughs> you just uh, you wander and and uh, hey, so how you know? So things have been going a little slower lately. How's that been? Has that been good for you? Just taking some time. Well. I wouldn't necessarily say it's been uh, by choice. Oh. Um, it's just been mostly just by uh, energy level, I guess. It's like, yeah, it's like yeah. there's still all this stuff I want to be doing, and then when like it goes to when it comes to doing it, it's just like, uh, <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, just can't uh-huh. today. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like sitting around I've been it's like this is what happens I start looking into mm-hmm. all these weird things and I <laughs> all these things that don't have any connection and I'm all over the place and I'm I don't know yeah I'm I'm like you yeah, I've been kind of busy too just things and I haven't I mean I've been hermiting but not necessarily like whole yeah, in a room I just yeah, haven't been yeah not necessarily putting myself out there free time yeah yeah well, and that's, um, I've found, uh, you know, I, I've been amazed by how much, um, 
like these these last these last probably six weeks have been just absurdly busy for me and it's amazing how challenging just not having free time is on just even just general reflection of life um i think it's uh, building in that rest and 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 taking time is is i think super critical because um I haven't, I haven't even felt like I've had a chance to really reflect on, on anything. Um, and then, so let alone try to be creative during that time. That's, that's a whole other challenge, you know? Well, what, uh, what exactly is, has happened that you need to reflect on? Uh, nothing. You haven't given yourself the time (laughs) to reflect on. That's the thing is, well, I usually like, so for example, over Christmas, um, you know, we, when we were talking in January, it was what was nice about Christmas time is I get uh, I get some time off so I can like I actually have during that stretch. I have time to just sit around and, and kind of do nothing and um, whether it's read or watch stuff or whatever. And it kind of gets the mind going. Um, but when you when you get into this um, never ending work cycle, you just kind of feel like a what is it? The, the hamster on a wheel kind of thing where where you're you're busy and doing tasks all the time, but they're not necessarily, um, driven toward any kind of, um, major goal or, or, or like pondering, reflecting on what's going on in life. So, so, so I don't know that there's really anything specifically that I need to reflect on, but I, I'd like to engage in the process of reflection or even like considering questions and, and digging into them. The chicken and the egg type of thing. Like, like perhaps the reason you haven't, found time to reflect is because you've been so busy doing these just little tasks that you haven't had the time to actually do anything to reflect upon, you know? Yeah. Like, well, ma- I think like maybe right, if yeah. you would have done something that re- required reflection, you would have found the time to do it, but because you're just kind of like busy doing these. Well, you, you know, that's a good, actually a good question. It makes me think of something because I think so, you know, we've talked about this a, a, a little bit before, but like I, I used to be a lot more religious and like practicing religious in, in the past. And when, when being, um, like fully involved in, in religion, you, you kind of force yourself to make time for certain practices, right? Like you have a, there's certain times that you read, there's certain times that you pray, there's certain times that you go to classes, there's certain times that you, um, participate with neighbors and you like there's all these things and you and you kind of build it into your schedule and even sometimes when you don't want to do those things you force yourself to go there and then you kind of force yourself to have these experiences and um and i could say in fact i was talking to a friend about this not too long ago is is um even though even though like i can't say that i miss being religious um like like practicing religious um i do sometimes miss the sense of of like like this constant reflection of life and in kind of placing where i am internally in the you know in the cosmos and and um i just felt like i had more of those experiences because i was making time for those experiences and so i do think there is something to that and I'm not saying that it has to be um, part of an organized religion. I think it's just important for people to take time to, you know, look inward. Um, 
and I definitely haven't taken the time to do that in the last month and a half. And, um, and I feel it and I notice it. And so, um, so I don't know. I, I think, I think sometimes when you don't do those things, it almost makes it even worse because you just kind of start to feel like you're in a funk. Well, it's ritual is a big thing for most people, you know, uh-huh. whether it's religious yeah. or whether it's, you know, people who build altars or people who right. watch NASCAR every week or right. know, it doesn't matter what it mm-hmm. is as long as you, it's, it's like, I don't know. I, I, I kind of tend to exist in anarchy, you know, where it's like uh-huh. Uh-huh. my ritual is anti-ritual or yeah. lack of ritual. And that's kind of what yeah. I, the way I like it. But, but even that's ritual, you know? Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and I, and that's almost like what, what, what's been happening to me lately is, is just that I haven't, I've been, you know, you get plugged into like the hamster wheel, like you said earlier, and, and, and that becomes the ritual and that's not, and I don't like the ritual, you know, I don't no, want, yeah, totally. I want to be free and, and, and let it, let it come free. But like, mm-hmm. and, and you know, it's just the same thing that maybe like drove you away from, from the religion is even though like the, the ritual part is there but like what mm-hmm. the ritual was wasn't appealing but like there's and that's what keeps people in religion so long is that ritual is addicting yeah well and you know what's what's interesting about it is i would say that if i could get over if i could get over what what i struggle with is just that um i i can't say that i believe the the same things that my community believes and so there's just always this gap between what other people say they know and what I say I know. Um, but the actual, and, and that gap is just too far for me. That's really, really frustrating to me. But, but the actual process of, um, you know, I still interact with my, my faith community, um, uh, here and there, but the actual process of interacting with the people and I, I still, I still think that's, can be pretty meaningful and so um well especially where you live um where you live where the majority of people uh, practice the same religion like that that becomes your community like your your involvement in community is church yeah Yeah. outside of outside of utah community isn't necessarily religion it's a little bit easier to to find you know, ritual based community in non-religious activities, right? You know, even if it's right. just like uh-huh. going hiking and, or going to the beach. Totally. totally. Well, and I even think, I think diverse. that even, yeah. And I think that even exists to a certain degree here. Um, but there's such a dominant culture that even in those kind of like outside cultures, it's so pervasive that it's, it's just like a constant theme. Um, in fact, kind of speaking of this, it's something that's been in family lore that you kind of mentioned in a previous one, I think, but I'm curious about there. And I don't know you want to talk about this, but there was a, an old story that you, when you and some friends went to, I don't know, like it was Zion or somewhere. I've never talked about it. On this. <laughs> I, I remember just being a kid, right? When, when this happened, you guys went. So here's what I remember and tell me how accurate my memory is based on the story 
that I've heard versus like reality or, or, or what your recollection is. You and some friends went to, I want to say it was Zion, but it could have been somewhere else. And you guys were camping and you were in a tent and you were talking about like, I don't know, the devil or Bigfoot or something like that. And it got really dark. And then you guys started talking about like Christ or whatever. And it started to get really light. What, and that was a story I remember, I remember mom telling me that story and, um, it was just kind of like a story in our family lore for a while. I always regretted telling and... her that story. <laughs> so the what second happened? it came out of my lips. <laughs> what happened? That's what happened. Okay, so uh, expand. <laughs> right. You know? All right. You want the whole story? or? Yeah, of course. All right. So 1991, uh-huh. I was a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, little town north of Salt Lake City, and that we, there was a Thunderbird weekend at Southern Utah University in Cedar City, which was about a four-hour drive south. Yeah, um, Cedar C- Cedar City was always a place I wanted to go to college, just because our grandparents lived there. And like as a kid, like you don't, ha- I don't think you have this relationship because you were so young. But like mm-hmm. in my formative years, I used to spend my summer in Cedar City. Mm-hmm. At my summers every year, and so I kind of had this special kinship there with that place, and so like that's where we wanted to go. And so they, it was called it was the you know Southern Utah University Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds was the mascot. It was Thunderbird mm-hmm. Weekend, where all the high school kids go and yeah. spend the weekend, and like you go around and do these little things. And so we went with um, my two really good friends who I'm still really good friends with. Well, I was good friends with both of them still into adulthood. Uh, one of them's passed away. And one of them I actually just yeah. talked to last week mm-hmm. and some other guy, <laughs> <laughs> a fourth, there was a fourth. Uh-huh. He didn't normally hang out with us. He worked with us. Um, he wanted to go as well. He like the other, the three of us were kind of, uh, I don't know for, especially for that. We were kind of like rebellious punk rock, you know, we were in a band, a, a hardcore band, and yeah, and we were we were we didn't quite fit into the norm of Utah, and this guy did. <laughs> right. I don't want to like bash him, and he and the guy farted the whole way. And, uh, <laughs> anyway, so we go down there. We spend a day or so in Cedar City. We do the the thing, and on the way back, we decide we're gonna go. We actually didn't decide. We knew we were going to do it ahead of time. We we ditched the last day of Thunderbird Weekend, and we go out to Zion National Park. We're 17 years old, yeah. <laughs> four of us. And this is – it's in the off-season, so it's probably really early spring because it wasn't too cold. Right. And But it was still – the park was closed. And we okay. – and In fact, it might have even been – early winter you know it was was off season it was somewhere between winter and spring and we Uh we didn't know what we were doing and we just parked the car and we started hiking like no one was there you know (laughs) like now you can't do it that way now you have to park in a parking lot outside and take a bus into the park but right there we just parked and we just started hiking and we just kind of went over a couple hills and 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 that night and we pitched a tent and that night we had this huge bonfire out in the freaking mm-hmm. backcountry of Zion National Park. And 
I, we could have burned the park down. Like, <laughs> I, you know, we, it was huge. We had this huge bonfire, and that's what. And we sat around and and talked, and I, and then and then when we were lay, all laying in this tent at night, we we started talking about things and talking about Satan and mm-hmm. and things like that. And and it did. It got really, really, really dark. And then we just started mm-hmm. talking about other things, and we had this. Uh, we had the Mormon guy with us, so he's bringing it around to Christ and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it was like everything lit up, and you could see, like it was, it was like this thing where all four of us saw it at once. Like we were all laying there, and all of a sudden, you could see the stars through yeah. the top of the tent. Okay. Like, like, it, there, like it was a tent with a cover. It had like the the rain fly on top of it because it was like it must have been spring. Cause it was, yeah, and because it was like there was condensation, so you had to have the top on. But you could, you could, and it was weird just because minutes before it was complete pitch black. Mm-hmm. And and then I don't know, that's like that happened. <laughs> and, yeah, and yeah, and then like the next morning we get up and there's like I don't know what they were like coyote prints all around the outside of the tent, paw prints yeah. might have I don't know what it yeah. was coyote mountain lion something. Uh huh. And so we pack up our stuff. Or we spend the day there. We spend the day, like, we're, we we fancied ourselves as artists, you know, <laughs> senior year of high school, and we were writing poetry out in the desert and whatever. And then the second, uh-huh. so we and then we spent the day there just in the back country of Zion. And then we packed up all our stuff, and the next day we hiked back out. And then they have, like, this grass amphitheater where they do, like, little plays and stuff in the summers. Yeah. And we just pitched our tent right in the middle of this grass amphitheater. And just slept, and then the next morning, we hear this, "Hello, hello in there." Uh-huh. <laughs> this, this park ranger. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you guys doing? What are you doing here? <laughs> you know? Right. Like completely pissed right. off that we were like camped in the park, uh-huh. and like you know, he's like, "You got to get out of here!" Like, what are you doing here? Right. And we just packed up and left, and and. I don't know. I haven't thought about that. You know, there was like, I don't know. I thought I, I vowed to turn things around spiritually, you know? Right. <laughs> like it, right. It, it had a big impact on my life for a couple of days, uh-huh. I would say. But it's just, it's just, it's like you, like that particular religion that was available to me at the time, it just didn't click. Mm-hmm. Like that wasn't the path for me to that tent lit up with these stars yeah and and i think that disappointed our mother very much in the long right. run i mean she kept the story right. around you know for her own yeah. there was a minute there where i believed you know <laughs> but i'm just way too cynical for church so so i'm so this is a something that's interesting to me because i i can relate in a lot of different ways but so now I mean, we're talking, you know, well over 20 years later. What, like, how do like you... Tw- 18 years later. Like, no, like 20, like almost 30 years later. Yeah. Yeah. How do you... Is that true? Am that I that old? No, <laughs> that can't be right. So about 25 years or so. Right? Roughly? I don't know. I'm pretty old. Yeah. Yeah, it's about you know, a little... It's between 25 and 30 years. So... So there's been some decades that have passed. How do you, how do you interpret that experience now? 
Um, like, let me, before you answer that, do you... That was 28 years ago. Yeah, that's a long time. Oh, man. And so, and so just that in and of itself is you, you've had a lot of, I mean, there's been 10 years, it's 10 years more than how old you were when it happened. Right. Right. And so, so there's been a lot of distance, right. And so when we're looking at things that are that far back, sometimes it's reconstructing anyway, but like, do you feel like the experience still now, 28 years later is still valid? Yeah. Like it like, like legitimately I still have still? I still have moments like that now. Yeah. How do you interpret that now? That particular experience. Um, well, I, I interpret it completely different now because, like, going back then, my only frame of reference was the Mormon church. Right, right. So when a spiritual experience happened, naturally in my head, that's where I went to, thinking spiritual equaled religion. Yeah, yeah. Um, now the way I look at it is more of a spiritual experience equals just life, just like nature. You know what I mean? It's like... Yeah. It's like a, a connection to all things. Right. Like a, a, um, I don't know. It's not, it's not right now. Now a spiritual experiences I don't have tied. To, I'm so far removed from religion. I'm, mm-hmm. At that point I was, you know, I was still 17. So I was still under my, you know, I was still in, at home, you know? Yeah. And there were expectations. Yeah. And even though like I was, not going to church the way I should have. I was getting shit for not going to church. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the daily, and so like that spiritual experience was just tied directly to religion for me at that point. And it took, it's taken a lot of years to shed religion. Yeah. Um, and and even anger from especially anger from religion. Like that's been the one that's yeah. like I finally been able to let go of. Not very yeah. many years ago. You know, it's yeah. like. Well, well, and I, I think I almost think that comes in waves because sometimes I feel like I've got that squared away, and then all of a sudden I don't, you know. But but see, I, I'm I'm right in the thick of it. Right. That's, that's what I I breathe and swim in every day. So you can, and I I I would say I'm in this, a similar situation as that where, um, you know, I I've I've had some pretty meaningful experiences. I had one super meaningful experience. I, I won't share all the details just because. Um, it was around the death of someone in our family who's my, in my wife's family and my wife was involved in it. So just out of, you know, respect to her and maybe not necessarily sharing all the details of the story. Um, cause it wasn't just me. Right. But like, um, it was a super meaningful experience after the death of somebody that we, we loved. And, um, and for, for years when that happened, I, I equated that to, you know, the, the church being true, look, all these things mean this is how it is. And and it's like a prime example of, you know, what confirmation bias, right? And I remember reading something or listening to something a while ago where they say the way you really, tr- um, I'm going to slaughter this because I can't remember how all the details of it. It's like the way you really test if something works is as you um, try to um, like poke holes in it, you know? Um, and I guess what I'm saying is like, for example, having these experiences you had this confirmation bias of look this proves um that say mormonism is true but it's not until you say like well could this also prove other things instead of that that you really kind of see that maybe it's not actually that narrow in what it proves and that doesn't make sense and and, and no, it so does. that's exactly what it's exactly the same thing it's like 
like at that point in my life, I thought this means this is true. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and the reality is, is that is not actually what it means. It means what, here's what it really means is you had a meaningful experience. That's what it really means. And, and so there's a wide variety of reasons you could have had that meaningful experience. And, and that's, you know, and for me that I had to, I had to wrestle with that for years of like, because I don't think it's natural, especially when you're brought up in like a very religious community. I don't think it's natural to um, be okay with the ambiguous, you know, of like, well, I don't really know what it means. All I know is that it was meaningful. And, um, and for some people, I don't think that's very satisfying. And for me, it wasn't very satisfying at first. Like I had to like define what it meant. Um, and now like uh, years later, I, I am, it still means certain things to me, right? Like there's still like, I'm a hundred percent honest. And I, and I, like, I would, I think that there's, whether it's, you know, a lot of religions have connection to ancestors and, and yada, yada. I, I think it like my experience, I think it was someone, I think it was an individual person. I have no way of knowing that. I have no way of proving that. But to me, that's how, like, that's what I believe it is. But I'm, I'm now comfortable with, um, just the ambiguous and not knowing and the unknown and just letting it, be what it was and knowing that I'm deriving meaning and that meaning that I'm deriving could be wrong. And I'm okay with that. But that took a lot of years to get to. Um, and people will look at it and think like, what the hell that, you know, like that. So if I were to tell the story, I think some people would say it, it does mean that, you know, the church is true or whatever. But anyway, I, just, I was just curious. I was thinking about that experience you had and, and if it was, um, kind of like you know where you stand on it now and if that, that experience even really happened yeah it's it's strange that it's lore strange that you know it <laughs> <laughs> well, i haven't i haven't heard that story in a long time i just remember i just remember it in there somewhere so it's yeah it's it's it's, it's, it's but it's it's like it's like let's tie this back to flat earth theory <laughs> Yeah, okay. Do we live on okay. a flat Earth or do we live on a round Earth? Like, does it matter? Right. Like, so what? Like, here we are. We're here. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know. Yeah. And 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 there's so much more than like arguing about the ground. Right. I guess I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or you know how the the way we're like what's the point of arguing about the way we're flying through space we're flying through space you know <laughs> yeah yeah it doesn't it doesn't change it, i mean it doesn't change your daily experience and all that i guess it could i guess it could if you were very rooted in um i don't know i was going to say if that doesn't necessarily change religious belief cuz i could see when i was when i was highly active um the afterlife and and where we fit in the cosmos really was kind of influential but but i don't know whether the earth is flat around would really change a difference on that you know yeah what do you uh what did you mean by you think it's a person the experience i had yeah so i had an, it was an experience where um i just basically had a, a very physical um I guess long story short is I, I felt like the person who had passed was there and it was in uh, a very, very, very powerful, um, like body seizing kind of moment. 
And, uh, and so I don't know, I don't know what it was. A very, it very well could have just been, um, a super, super intense physiological experience. Uh, you know, I don't think that's what it was. Um, but, but it was in a moment where my wife and I were together and we were, um, participating in a, a, a Mormon ritual and, and that experience happened. And so I, I, I personally believe that it was, uh, uh, the person who had passed being there. But again, I have no way of proving that. And, and, and but now because I, it happened during a, a ritual, you're naturally associated with that. And it could have been that, the ritual still, it could have been the ritual that like even summoned that person. I, you, and you know what? I, and, and this is, this is actually where I have landed in recent years is, is, um, you know, I, I no longer, um, participate as an, as an active and believing member of, of, of my, my church. But I will say that, um, I, I do think that, cause, cause prior to this whole experience, I had, I made a very sincere request, right? And I, I, here's where ritual I think is valuable. It, is it was participating in that ritual allowed me to get into a mental space where I think I could have an experience. And, and that's the thing, if I'm a hundred percent honest, that's the thing I miss about being a very believing uh, churchgoer is because I gave myself permission to have those kind of experiences. And, and so I, I will say, even though now um, I view things in, like incredibly different than I did at the time, um, I do think that the ritual itself was was um, significant to that, and that's why, like when I look at religions, I don't I don't feel a desire, even though I don't believe, I don't feel a desire to attack other people's beliefs because I do still think that even though it may not be the one and only way that people can commune with God or the ether or whatever, I do think it's a valid way because I I do believe that people often have meaningful experiences. I think people in wide varieties of religions and throughout time throughout history have had meaningful experiences and i think religion has been kind of a critical com component to them being able to get to the space to have those experiences and so and i personally felt those experiences while participating in religious ritual and so that's just kind of where i've landed you know who's helped me um kind of let go of the anger that resurfacing anger uh, the most huh. is our grandmother um, that on our dad's side that I uh -huh. know you don't really know her and to be uh -huh. honest I don't really didn't really know her you know yeah um, spent a couple summers there as a child but like over you know the past 20 years that I was still alive while she was still alive very limited contact right right however about a month before she passed away, I was sitting in her living mm -hmm. room and she was a asking me if I was ever going to go back to the church. Yeah. I, I remember, I remember and, that. And I said, no. I, and, and, and see, I, I had, I have had my names removed from the records. I've been out mm -hmm. of the church for years before this happened, you know? And she's like, yeah. are you ever going to go back to the church? And I was like, um, no, you know, I'm going to be yeah. honest with you. I'm never going back to the church. Yeah. And she looks at me and she goes, is it the doctrine? And I go, yeah, it's the doctrine. And she, and she uh -huh. just kind of nodded like she understood. 
and she yeah. was a, a convert, you know? So like, uh-huh. I kind of got this feeling. And then when she actually passed a month later, she passed in my arms. I was the only one in the room as she passed away. Yeah. She like yeah. opens her eyes and she's looking at me in the eye, in the eyes. And like, it was just like, it's just, I just, just got this feeling where it's just all bullshit. Like uh-huh. she was telling me it's just all bullshit. You know, uh-huh. and at that point uh-huh. I was just like, let it dissolve. Yeah. You know, I don't even, yeah. it's all, it's, it's whatever, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and all of the fighting with cousins and family and mm-hmm. people in the neighborhood over what I believed or didn't believe was done. I was like, go, let you do your thing. But I feel like, I just feel like I know, you know, Yeah. <laughs> like I've been yeah. told from the other side that, Hey, it's all bullshit. This whole life is bullshit. Like, don't like have a life. Yeah. Live this life. Well, and it's, it's interesting. Cause it's like, it is interesting that we as humans just feel such a need to, to argue over it. And, and I, I kind of think that, um, a lot of times we, we feel like we found the answer um, and we have a hard time recognizing maybe like other people have also found the answer, you know, and, and what worked for them. And at the end of the day, I think you're right. I think it's sometimes you just got to let it go. I, I, and, but that takes training. At that moment is when like I like for me, like my mm-hmm. my understanding mm-hmm. of this life is that we're just energy. Yeah. And. I feel like being the person who was there when she passed, like I absorbed the majority of her energy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where things get passed on. I think w- once this brain is gone, you know, this mm-hmm. brain is what's giving us these thoughts. Yeah. The the energy is unconscious. Yeah. And once, once the the brain and body can no longer support this energy. And we're always giving energy and we're taking energy from everybody we meet. You know, we're, we're putting energy out and we're taking energy in, but like Mm -hmm. when you die, your energy just leaves and it goes somewhere, you know, it's going to go somewhere. So like maybe you, if you're out in the woods, you're getting absorbed into a tree. Like you're still, you're living on. And I think that's like for my idea of like reincarnation and like, I don't really necessarily believe that we're, you die and you come back to life as something else. I think like that energy is always living. It just gets absorbed into these other things. And like, yeah. as we're absorbed and you're not, and, and if there's a bunch of people in the room, when you die, you get way, your energy gets way spread out, you know? Yeah. But I think yeah. there are memories and stuff that stick into the DNA of that energy. And that's how you live on. And you li- you don't even know that yeah. like you live on through all these different things. Yeah. Well, I think, I think, you know, my, my feeling is that there's, I got to say, and I, I have no idea how it all works, but I do think that there's, whether it's energy or an essence or whatever, you know, I, I, I think there's something. Um, so I, I wouldn't consider myself an atheist, right? Even though I, 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 I sometimes feel that way, you know, and, and sometimes can say I understand that, but I wouldn't consider, I consider myself an atheist. I, you know, I do believe that there is, um, a lot more than meets the eye and and uh i think that's i think there's some plausible in the sense that there's you know we're, we go on in some way you know whether it's energy or whatever i, I think that's uh I think there, 
you know, could be something to do that. And it to doesn't, that. and it doesn't matter what you believe, and it doesn't matter what I believe, because in my <laughs> head, I, in my head, I just when, when you die, you'll see that it was my way, yeah. and in your and in yeah. and for you, when you die, you'll see it in my way, and there's no yeah. point of arguing it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. We're all just well, and we're all just part of the big machine. Like, yeah, there is something bigger. It's the whole. It's the universe. We're just part of it. We're just a piece of. We're yeah. a cell. Yeah. Well, and and it's you know when and you bring up being there when when grandma died. I think I think it is interesting when 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 you have those experiences to be kind of be there when when it all goes it's just, I don't know. There's nothing quite like it. It's, and I don't, I don't know if that means that there's something spiritual to it or what, but, um, it's just such a unique, such a unique experience and, and such an unusual experience that, it, uh, I can't help but feel some, something around it. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, this isn't where you thought yeah. you were going to go, is it? <laughs> it sure wasn't. But that's all right. It took a while to get here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you think? Are you? Are you I think we're. I mean, we're we're close to an hour, aren't we? Yeah, we are. So I think we're. This was I good. This was a good comeback from a little time off. Yeah, a little hiatus and get your uh, get your Sabbath uh, speculation going. People you know? have been uh, sending me messages wondering when we're coming back. So. Well. Well, we are back. There's, we'll have to. So go ahead. What you're there's say. also a brand new Instagram page. Oh, is there? Yeah. What is it? It's at. Uh huh. Sabbath dot shalom. Oh, nice. Sabbath shalom, my friends. And from there, yeah, that'll be good. You can go follow it, and then you can always yeah. be updated on when new posts are posted. Hey, we should do. I will be in San Diego in about a month. For a work thing, I'll be there for about a week. Actually, um, we should do. A, oh, you want to do a face to face? Yeah, we should do a face to face episode. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll arrange that offline. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, tune in for that, friends. Okay, man. All right. Well, next week we're gonna have a intro music and some outro music. I think. <laughs> I'll see what I can round up. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you soon. Enjoy.